You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Carly Rubach, and joining me in the quad today is Lynn Molitor. Hi, everyone. Azure Mahara. Hello. And Jacqueline Peterson. Hello. And Lynn, I wanted to start off with you today. Um, We've had quite a few interviews and new hires in the office recently, and you've had plenty of experience as an interviewer. So what are you looking to talk about today? Actually, I got my topic today from uh, the CBS TV show called The Job. Um, I figure it's very uh, applicable to our business, so I consider watching this reality TV show as part of doing my work. <laughs> Even though, <laughs> wait a minute, that's how I can watch TV. Right. It's work related. Yeah. It actually is quite interesting. So, for those of you, do you get you overtime know. for that? No, I don't. <laughs> it's on my own. Job. Yeah, <laughs> but I did get a topic for today's show that I wanted to talk about, and um, on the show, Joanna Coles um, from Cosmopolitan was interviewing a person who was applying for a job at Cosmopolitan. And through, you know, through a series of questions, it became apparent that the person who was applying for the job had never picked up a copy at Cosmopolitan. Uh And Joanna Coles is basically like, you know, you knew you were coming to interview, you should have picked up that first issue and read it cover to cover. Right. And to me, as as I'm watching the show, that was a deal breaker. I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like, number one, people, be familiar with what you're interviewing for. Do all of your homework. Um, and that kind of led me to, and it's funny because I did talk with Carly before she uh, joined the radio team here. And uh, one of the questions I asked you was, what do you think about our radio shows? And you actually had listened I to them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, I'd like to put that one out on the table and get people's comments on what do you think about being prepared for an interview? I definitely agree that you have to do research on the company. Um, if you're interviewing for anything in particular that is radio or anything that, you know, a cosmopolitan magazine um, <laughs> that you have to make sure that you know what that that company does and what they stand behind so you know what you're getting into not only to just be prepared for the interview but to know that it's a fit for you that you know you fit into the company oh no that's yeah that's a good point right because you're not just wanting to fit with them you want to make sure it's the right fit for you but I'm obviously in agreement with everyone um, you have to know the company's background. And actually, we even recommend that if you're interviewing at a specific company, just Google their name. See if they're on social media sites. What kind of stuff are they posting? If they've been in the newspaper, do they do charity work? And and talk about those things in the interview. When someone can bring that to our attention, like, oh, I, you know, you were, you won an award for a top, you know, um, one of the top uh, small companies in, in mm-hmm. the local area or whatever, um, that that's something that sort of stands out because if you're working for the organization, obviously that's something that you're proud about. And the fact that someone has taken the time to point it out and is excited about it, it definitely does resonate with you as you're interviewing them because they took that extra step. So I agree with you, Lynn. If you don't know the product, the services, or the background, I mean, the, the conversation will be over within minutes. 
Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, doing a Google search is really important. I've had an interview before where they're like, when's the last time you saw us out in the media and the public? And like, is there an article you read about us recently? And if I hadn't have Googled them, I would have been like, uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, so just looking them up and being prepared in that way. And also I would, I don't know what you guys think about this, but with interviews, I would take, if I'm further along in the process, I would actually put together ideas or suggestions I had if I knew what the job was going to be. So if I were going to have to do something with like the website or redesign, I put ideas together and have that. What do you think about seeing that from a candidate? I think that's an excellent idea. Mm -hmm. It's very proactive. Um, You've got the opportunity to actually sit down and uh, have an in-person interview. So take, take all the opportunities you can and you know, what employer wouldn't say, oh, I'll take a look at your writing samples or, mm-hmm. you know. F- your ideas. Yeah, your ideas. Yeah, I think you have to be really careful about how you do it, too, and just make sure that you're delivering it with, um, you know, just positive reinforcement. Like, you've got a great website, and I just thought that maybe we could tweak a few things just to take it to the next level. Because you never know the person who you're yeah. interviewing with may have redesigned the mm-hmm. website and could be a little bit sensitive about it, especially if it was, like, a huge project. Right. Um, but I think to Lynn's point, yeah, you want to show the employer that you're proactively thinking, you're a forward thinker, um, but how you deliver that message, you got to be really careful and say mm-hmm. compliment them of course but hey yeah. here's what I what I was thinking we could sort of compliment what you're currently doing right and Jacqueline you had said um, looking at their social media accounts I think that that's also a huge thing to do because if you're going in for an interview and I um, mean you know they always have the tip where you have to ask you have to interview your interviewee or you have to interview your interviewer. Um, if you go on their social media or you, you get familiar with um, different things that they've been in the media or um, their website or anything like that, you can also, you might strike up some questions that you have that would show them, I hey, I've checked this out. I saw on your Facebook page this, you know, I was just curious and you can ask your question. And I think that that would impress the, the company that you did your research and you didn't just look at just the website, but you, you know, kind of expanded your knowledge. Mm -hmm. You bring up a good point. For our listeners out there, we actually have some Facebook pages, Twitter pages, LinkedIn pages. We have, yes, we have many pages. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at the LJN, and there's going to be a lot of general information there, a lot of our resource resource articles and pages, uh, radio shows will be there. Job Um, tips. Job tips, yeah. And then Facebook pages. We have all of our local sites have Facebook pages. So MilwaukeeJobs.com you can find and JobsInMinneapolis.com, et cetera. DCJobs.com. So, yeah, check us out and like us. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> Follow us. <laughs> all right. So once we, you know, we nail our interview, we get the job. And then we have to train as a new employee. So, Azure, what did you want to talk about? Well, today? I wanted to talk about um, a little bit on the flip side of things and talk to more of the trainer. Um, what, from your experience of being trained or training, what tips do you have for people that are going to be training new candidate, new employees coming in? I feel like you should always put yourself in their shoes and just emotionally, like what they're experiencing. They're coming into a different environment. They know no one and they're trying to master a new job. So one thing that I used to always do is is, is be really nice to them. And I know that sounds so <laughs> odd. 
<laughs> but there's some trainers that don't think about that. And they're just like, here, I'm here to train you, get in, get out. And a lot of things that I would do is I would, I would, you know, I would say, you know, how are you feeling? I know this can be a, a bit overwhelming. There's a lot of information. Where are you? And I would just take checkpoints with them. Another thing that I would do is I would pop quiz them. And I know that sounds kind of scary, but I would tell them like, okay, we're going to learn this section for the next hour. And then we're going to answer a few pop quiz questions at the end. And that actually, I received a lot of great feedback because they were able to recall the information and apply it obviously verbally versus actually doing it. But they, I, we always would get reviews as trainers, and they would always say, I really appreciated that because I was able to quickly apply it versus having to wait forever, and hmm. then you, you don't use it, you lose it. I have to jump in here because I actually had seen some of that feedback from when Jacqueline was training years ago, and she always was off the charts. Um, <laughs> people just loved loved what she was training you're carly you're lucky tim in in the studio engineering over there you're pretty lucky i know you don't think you are but you are anyways lynn go ahead i'm sorry to interrupt (laughs) yeah but the 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 funny thing is though i um so years ago when i started here i was in a training with um uh with jacqueline to learn our products and services but i wasn't in the room to um necessarily sell our products and services but um she would pull these pop quizzes and I was surprised because everyone was like they were totally in it into it and I'm like sitting there in a panic going oh my god don't call on me don't call on me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah everyone was very engaged and they really learned by it and she did get um glowing results I just have to jump in there and say that (laughs) thanks Lynn I was gonna I was gonna add though in terms of what I like for just in general training I always like it when the trainer's in the room first before um, before like a, a group, you know, in a group session, that the trainer is there first and that they engage with uh, the attendees before the training starts. Oh, yeah. Um, I just find that, you know, then the rest of the day, the kind, you know, there's just a nice camaraderie that, that develops, you know, versus you walk into a silent room, you grab a seat, you don't know anyone else, the trainers, you know, they're just doing their thing and you're looking at your watch going, well, when is this going to start? So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, just also taking into consideration that different people learn differently. I mean, if it's a one-on-one training session, um, I know that I learn best when I'm hands-on. But somebody else might not. They might want to take all their notes, study them, and then, you know, apply it and, and jump in hands-on. Or it might be just too much to do everything to to take their notes and learn and then do things hands-on. So I think just kind of assessing, asking, who you know, who you're training. What's your best learning style, yeah. do you think? And and just getting that feedback that might be able to shift, you know, your the way that you're training just a little bit to accommodate them. Yeah, and I think I'm definitely more of like a hands-on learner, and I think a lot of people are where you just have to do it. There's a certain point you can only say so much, you can only take so many notes, you're going to have to actually do it for a while. So I think as a trainer, just kind of keeping an eye on them while they're doing it and starting out and giving feedback is also really helpful. And Jacqueline, I want to say that as my trainer, (laughs) I did... I did appreciate when I felt like comforted because it is overwhelming. So I do appreciate the like, I know there's a lot of material to go over and 
you know, just hang in there. And I appreciated that. So <laughs> that is a good tip. So I think. for all those trainers out there, be kind. Yeah, be kind. <laughs> right. Remember yeah. was how the day was when you first started. Yes. Yes. And I, I think, you know, going off of that, Jacqueline, to making sure that you're not, you're not just being kind of cold and this is what the information is, but just asking them, like you said, where are you at? How do you feel about this? Do you have any questions? And if they do, make it okay for them to admit, I actually am can we go over that again? Because if you're too cold and you're, you seem too rushed, because I mean, let's face it, everybody's probably trained somebody where you know you have a million things on your plate and you're just like, all right, <laughs> let's learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get on with it. <laughs> but you really, you know, that it's, it's obviously extremely valuable that that person leaves. And you had um, addressed this in a show previously because you want to train that person to be better than you are as their trainee. So that's a, a good tip mm-hmm. and so we can train people all day on you know learning skills and the, the job but you can't necessarily train behaviors so Jacqueline what did you want to talk about yeah it, it and I I'm sorry to sort of take us down a few notches here <laughs> but it is workplace related <laughs> I wanted to get your sort of thoughts on um, passive aggressive behavior in the workplace and how to deal with it everyone has different ways in which we all communicate with each other and um, and there's sometimes when it's appropriate to be really direct with someone and then there's sometimes when you sort of want to like soften it and you want to be as direct and then you know sometimes you use passive I'm just curious, like, if we can give our listeners, like, what it looks like and sort of how to overcome it, because that can be a little bit tricky um, when you're trying to read between the lines. Sometimes you're like, I don't have time to read between the lines. Just be honest with me. So if you guys have any examples. Well, well, how would you describe passive aggressive? Because sometimes I always get mixed up. (laughs) I think it's when you're. I do. (laughs) Well, does anyone else want to? Go for it. Oh geez, I don't know. It's like it's like a feeling you get when I don't really know how to put it in terms, but it's like almost to me like when you are trying to say something one way, or, or you're asking like leading questions, or so uh, it's more indirect. Yeah, like, it's, it's very indirect. Right. Is it like you're trying to be? You're trying to like appear to be like a team player or positive, but you don't really agree with it. Yeah, that's one way of. Okay. That's definitely one way. Okay. Another way is maybe agreeing on ag- agreeing on the surface, but then really disagreeing behind the scenes. Yeah. And then yeah, that, I think. That, and then that gets around, and you're like, well, why didn't the person say anything to begin with? And I I think that that's probably the most that I've dealt with in the workplace is if somebody has a problem with something or, you know, they they might have a problem with addressing it directly to me because I feel like sometimes I'm too direct. Um, so if I have a really passive person that I'm, I'm working with, it's I don't want to come across, and I'm not saying, like, I'm intimidating, but, you know, it, it might be a little bit harder for that person. I might make it hard for that person to approach me. Mm. So I have to be careful of that, and I've seen that, um, and, I've, and I've learned from that, where somebody will be – kind of almost different to like two-faced a little bit but not really two-faced because they're just not comfortable maybe saying the truth to my face but then maybe going to a manager and saying this is how I feel about the situation and I always feel like you should just tell me Um, so I think that in that 
you know, in that circumstance, don't always blame it on, well, that person's just two-faced. Like, take some blame yourself. Maybe I'm not approachable. Maybe I'm not giving that person, you know, the comfort that they would need to come and talk to me about something that they need to talk to me about. So um, if you're dealing with somebody that's passive-aggressive, look at yourself first, I guess, not to (laughs) um, sound like an after-school special, but... um, Look at yourself first and see if there's anything that you can change to improve that relationship. And then maybe say, hey, if I'm – maybe tell them that. If there's ever a time that you need to tell me something and you don't feel like you can approach me, just let me know. Hey, I need to tell you something, but I'm feeling a little sensitive about it, so can you just listen? Yeah, and I I wonder if sometimes if it's not – you know, you say, look at yourself. Well, maybe if it's not you and then... Yeah, what if it's your, just their preference <laughs> so, to communicate? Right. <laughs> right. But then I wonder if this passive-aggressive person would also be, like we had talked about in a previous show, like the negative person who in the passive-aggressive could take form and like talking behind people's backs too. So with that, you know, just don't engage that person essentially and be positive and say, well, why don't you bring that to your, you know... Why don't you bring that directly to your manager? Or just say, "Don't tell me about it." Or yeah, oh, so, oh that's a good point for the, the coworker coworker relationship. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't let that person drag you down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was gonna say as a manager, if I was the manager, um, you know, I would like call him out on it. But and I always like to use the word perception. You know, the perception I'm getting is that you agreed with this in our group setting, but now I'm catching wind that you really didn't. So I'd appreciate it if you could kind of be honest with me so that, you know, I don't think we're making progress in a meeting and then we leave the meeting and then, you know, there's sabotage going on. Yeah, no, that's a good advice. I think that that's helpful. Yeah, Yeah. I I think, Lynn, you brought up a great point because if – if, people, if you're so worried, if Carly and I are so worried about being passive-aggressive to each other and we're so concentrated on that, we're probably not excelling as a team or on the project that we're working on together because I'm constantly like, oh, that's what she really meant. Or, you know, like, well, that's the par- hard part about um, it is when you're working with someone who's, who's choosing that behavior or is, like Carly said, that's just how they are. It is very much trying to read between the lines, and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, what are, what are you really trying to say here? I just want to be upfront, and I want to move forward, and I want to, like you said, sometimes you feel like it's holding you back. It is because you're sitting there, sort of like, what right. just happened? Like, right. what were they just trying to tell me? But they didn't really say, but they sort of said, and you're trying to figure it out. It's such a waste of time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think um, just if if you're not comfortable going to that person. And, you know, being direct, then maybe try emailing, maybe go to a manager. This is how I feel about the situation. Um, Or if you're the person dealing with somebody that's passive aggressive, maybe just stay upbeat and don't give them a reason to be passive aggressive, I guess, Mm -hmm. to you. (laughs) Yeah, a lot lot to consider there. I wanted to finish out our discussion today with a topic that we kind of talked about outside of the quad at one of our meetings. Um, What does it mean for an employer to create a sustainable work environment and to promote social responsibility? So do you guys think that this can affect the recruiting process and attract candidates? Do you think it matters? Um, What do you think? And what do you think that it means to be um, socially responsible and create a sustainable work environment. I think that that definitely goes back to what we had talked about um, in our previous topic of seeing if a company's 
culture and if they are a good fit for you. Because if you see that a company is, you know, um, socially conscious, then and you are, you know, it's gonna, you're going to fit into that culture. Mm-hmm. I think there's going back to our discussion. I think where you got this topic that was mm-hmm. good. That was <laughs> yeah. a good use of. A, <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> I think there's the. Um, you know, the community involvement in terms of, you know, uh, social responsibility. Um, And I think uh, community involvement, I think we try and um, at least let candidates know um, about how we do try and um, be a good, you know, a good social citizen. And so I think from that perspective, um, candidates are probably looking at that as they're, you know, trying to compare companies. Um, then the other side of it is, you know, the whole environmental mm-hmm. uh, sustainability. And I'm hoping this is where you were thinking of going, um, you know, the recycling and, right. um, you know, maybe bike to work programs, commuter Um I'm sure people are looking at it, but at this point, I don't know if people would uh, weigh one company versus another. Right. Um, you know, oh, they don't recycle. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pursue employment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I can agree with Lynn on that one. I do think that I probably know some people that would maybe choose one company over another. Like if they were, um, in, you know, trying to decide between the two and they did some research and they found that one was more responsible that way, they, they might say, I'm going to go with that company because that's what I believe in. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it depends on the industry too. I mean, yeah, if you have <laughs> personal, you know, values, you know, perhaps you don't want to go work in the tobacco industry because mm-hmm. that is more obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think that um, I do think that there is some value in creating a sustainable work environment, whether it's what Lynn said, you know, charitable giving programs or um, Carly, I think you're talking more. And ener- there's also energy efficiency, like um, natural light windows and, and stuff like that. Um, and I do think that there's some value in there just so that, um, you know, we're at work most of the day. It's nice to right. have mm-hmm. those added features and, and make the work environment more comfortable. Right. And I would suggest that if you noticed in, in your workplace, and again, you've really got to determine, you know, small business versus a corporation. But, you know, especially in smaller businesses, we probably have more opportunities like to pitch uh, to pitch an idea. Um, and it all goes about how you, you know, pitch the idea in a positive way, you know, with your manager. But, you know, if you want to start a recycling program, you know, maybe maybe it's as easy as getting some blue bins and, you know, collecting um, water bottles and soda cans. Um, but, you know, you just kind of have to pitch it. And, again, I'm always like, well, sometimes your idea may, like, go nowhere, but maybe a year later the time is right and you can ask again and then all of a sudden you can, you know, mm-hmm. get it done. So. Yeah, and that seems like a good way to get, like, a community feeling at work where you're doing something that's not work-related, but, you know, right. you can all benefit from it still in the workplace. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool bonding moment for coworkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think we've covered a solid range of topics for today. Um, if you would like to suggest any topics for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, send us a message to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Lynn Molitor, Azure Mahara, and Jacqueline Peterson, I'm Carly Rubach, and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.